<sighs> oh man, what's the matter, Hunter? Why so sleepy? Oh man, I just I keep drinking this old coffee, but it's just not waking me up like it used to, you know. You know, you can't keep drinking that old coffee, you silly goose. You know what you need? You need Death Wish coffee. Death Wish coffee has so much caffeine it can kill a horse. <laughs> that that's enough. That could that could absolutely wake me up. Wow. Thank you. Where can I get some? Listen, Hunter, you can get some right now at carlpooling.com slash coffee. And let me just say, we love Death Wish Coffee. It's one of the products that I can genuinely say I liked before they were a sponsor. And that is a huge deal. So you know I'm not fronting when I tell you that this is some great coffee. Also, they're rebellious by nature. It's their tagline. And it's true because Death Wish has the beans to sponsor a show like Carl Pooling. Oh, that's great, but I'm pretty tired. Do you think you could just send me the URL so I could just paste it into my browser and I'll get this over I'll put it in the show notes. But again, it's, <laughs> it's carlpooling.com slash coffee. And I've got even better news for you, Hunter. This will wake you up. Using our discount code DWCAF10, that's D-W-C-A-F-F-10, our listeners can get 10% off their total order, so you really have nothing to lose. Wake up, be a rebel, go to carlpooling.com slash coffee right now, and score yourself some Death Wish coffee at a great price. Death Wish, it might kill a horse. With discounts like these you can't afford to sleep through them okay back to the show all right hunter this is your captain speaking captain commodore chris Mm -hmm. uh let's just go over some pre-descent checklist items okay. here did you have time to reinforce the viewing window oh yeah 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 i got the 3m foam uh glue just kind of pressed into the gasket like you asked I'm sure that nah, that's that'll be enough um let's <laughs> uh, let's see here do you have an xbox 360 controller ah uh, dang it um snes is okay right that's we'll plug in it. I'm sure we'll find a multi-tap down here somewhere. We good. Can, we can do a little co-op on a PS2 controller, maybe. Good. The good. true golden age. Um. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, last but not least, we don't have any quote uh, uninspiring middle-aged white men on board, do we? Oh, I am here. Oh, shoot. You know what? We're gonna have to delay the launch of Titan Two until at least next week. It's just not. That's it's fair. not going to work out, yeah. Because you, you know when you're planning a, a submarine mission to the bottom of the ocean, what you want is a craft that's not rated for that depth, as well as no white people, be, uh, of course, naturally. And you want to control the whole thing with a 360 controller, because nothing's better than 360 no-scoping your memories down at the bottom of the sea. Um, you, Hunter, yeah. in all seriousness, what's your take on, on the sub? I... So, like, I do construction. I cannot elevate a platform above six feet without a handrail next to it. Or else the government comes and, like, yells at me. 
how in the world was this ever okay for a minute? And I've read some places where like, yeah, well, we're in uncharted waters, so we could just let the spirit of adventure guide us. And I was like, listen, homie, the spirit of adventure does not mean be dumb and charge people a lot of money while you're being dumb. You know? I, I, okay, I'm right here with you because mm-hmm. I. So there's there's people that have been saying like, oh, you hate exploration, you hate adventure, and that kind of thing. It's crazy. It's like, mm, no. I actually think it's really cool. Yeah. And on the flip side of this, you have people like Elon Musk, who as of yet has killed less people in the space program than NASA, even though they've blown up rockets and done that kind of thing. Like they're doing hard things and they're being pretty intelligent about the way that they go about it, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. But here what we have, what we appear to have is people that are doing just in insanely stupid stuff mm-hmm. and claim the, the, the argument is that it's brave. It's like, there's nothing brave about suicide. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, and, and I'm not saying that everyone that was going down was intending to commit suicide. What I am saying is that I think they weren't necessarily de- given proper information as to the seaworthiness of their craft. You wouldn't jump out of a plane with an umbrella. You would jump out of a plane with a parachute. And you could call both the spirit of adventure, right? But... Everyone would say the guy who's jumping out of the plane with an umbrella is insane. And everyone who would say the guy who's jumping out of the uh, plane with a parachute is insane, but prepared. (laughs) And so, you know, that's kind of how it feels to me. I don't know if the people uh, going on the sub had any idea how unsafe it was. Right, that's that's what I don't know. So I do – I – not the company or the captain who seemed very avant-garde and – Dude, this is, this is just... I, why did you have to go and say the woke stuff about middle-aged white men being uninspiring and then everybody died? Like, you didn't have to own goal <laughs> minorities like that, but you did. You did. But so you that kind of sucks for them. Mm. And you, you totally didn't have to say that. Mm. By the um, way, I'm going to be putting a barrel like down Niagara Falls, and I'm going to sell that to a couple of my friends. It's only $300,000, so... Uh, if you want to join no, me in my, uh, <laughs> if you want to join me in my uh, my custom homemade uh, submersible, just let me know, and we can have a good time there. All right. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I feel bad for the people, but but the people are retarded. Mm. So that's kind of all I have to say about that. Mm. Hey, for some reason. My my mix board just got incredibly quiet. So, Jamie, fix it and post. Um, <laughs> all right, look, listen, everyone. First of all, this is Carl pulling. It is a show, and you love it. So go express that feeling that you have towards it by leaving a five star or greater, if possible. Mm-hmm. Look, look. If you're like Angelina Jolie, is it even Angelina Jolie? Who is in the movie Hackers, which is literally the worst movie of all time? Hunter, have you ever seen Hackers? I haven't. I couldn't even tell you what it's about. Okay. <laughs> all right, so it's basically about the 90s. Okay. If, if, you, if you took the 90s and then just had a big slider where you could drop the IQ by like 40 points, yeah. then that would be the movie Hackers. And... Uh, it's it's about this group. Uh, J- no, go ahead, Jamie. What did, did you have something pulled up? Tagline is their crime is curiosity. 
boy. Yeah, okay. So it's like, oh yeah, boy. it's super overwrought. And I think the only reason it did well is that it briefly showed Angelina Jolie in a bra, if I recall correctly. What? And I do recall correctly. What? Um, but, but it is just, you know, a super overwrought, like, I guess we'll just have to hack them. And it's, it's, uh, it's That's the awful. worst. It's the worst. However, I say that to say, if that's kind of like your aesthetic and that kind of your that's your thing, mm-hmm. and you can you can hacker man your way into the Apple platform and leave us more than five stars, do that. Do it. Um, yeah, and you might even get to see Angelina Jolie or modern equivalent briefly in negligee. I mean, that's listen. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's worth a shot, right? Did you? I ever, think it's worth a shot. Did you ever see the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider movie? No, it's I don't think I've. Is there more than one Tomb Raider movie? I think there are. Um, Interesting. I. It is one of the most uh, affronting things to nature that's ever been produced. It's just, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Now, Hunter, this is going to be a deep cut only for people that are into ancient video game lore. Okay. But when I did watch Hackers, I noticed that her breasts were somewhat rounded. And the Laura Croft look is a very sharp triangle. So I was wondering, did they do it? Was there a prosthetic involved? Or how did they recreate the classic Laura Croft ouch polygon look? You know, they they sat down and looked in the mirror and went, what are we doing? What are we doing with our lives? And they just went with the normal boob. Um, Man. So. That's, that's too bad. That's too bad. Because <laughs> it's, no, it's great. Thank you. That was that was the <laughs> defining feature of Laura Croft, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, it was khaki shorts, which were a mistake. Even even back then, they were mm-hmm. a mistake, and just boobs that could better be described as a knife's edge. Yeah. And look, the game went gangbusters. Good for the PlayStation, I guess. Was it the PlayStation? It was probably the PlayStation. Probably. I don't care if it wasn't. Cool. Um, but yeah, I say all that to say, take you and your either round or pointy boobs. And leave us a six-star review with your Angelina Jolie hacker skills. Go ahead. We'll wait. Okay. Done waiting. Good hacking. Um, man, there's another television show that cracks me up so bad. I don't know if it was like it was like NCIS or something. But, you know, it's basically one of those things where they have a really, like, industrially designed den for the protagonist to hang out and flirt in. And oh. Then they were stu- someone was hacking the mainframe, which... I just I would love someone to just explain the average computer user explain what the mainframe is. Yeah. Just tell me why it matters to you, okay? Uh, and and I'll we'll we'll we're grading you after this. Okay, so they're hacking the mainframe and this person starts trying to anti-hack just like like typing back at the hacker which is not at all how hacking works, you morons. And then this this fantastic fantastic scene where the one person is hacking he's like i can't i can't undo his exploits this quickly and the the another guy in the hacker den goes scoot over and they both start typing on the same keyboard i'm like almost sure that's one of the ncis's i think it's ncis it's like oh my gosh that's so dumb if if hacking was just who could you know real-time battle action sequence yeah. mass triangle harder they would have won because they had backup the, but the th- good, that cracks me up that scene cracks me up so much what, the 90s just did not understand computers what doesn't make sense is like there's no 
that person doesn't understand what a keyboard is. Half the letters are on one side of the keyboard, and the other half are on the other side. So unless they're like, uh, oh, what is that movie? Uh, Pacific Rimmed Robot Buddy Conjoined Together. There's no way that makes them faster typers. They might have been. Pacific Rimmed. I I hate that you made that a verb. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We're just going to have to cut right there. Um, (laughs) uh, Anyway, did I say that? Give us a six-star rating. Like us everywhere. <laughs> Send us an email at carpooling at gmail.com. All right. And uh, check out the merch store. We've got some fantastic merch for you. Dude. Right now, live at carpooling.com slash store. I, uh, listen, I know things are tight. Um, and our hoodies are a little pricey. But I want to tell you, I got one of them uh, just to check it out, see how it all works. And... That hoodie is awesome. It's super high quality. It is great. I love it. Uh, nestles with me. Um, I could wear that almost any day of the year. It's it's excellent. So if you're looking for a good uh, hoodie, you know, get it done or hoodless. Technically, sorry, I feel bad. Yeah, it's it's technically a hoodless. Technically, a hoodless. And, and let me just say this: uh, this is just for my my fashion and textile snobs out there we could have made the the stuff in the merch store much cheaper Mm -hmm. and still made as much money off it you know we're making pennies on the dollar here Mm -hmm. but we chose instead to go high quality so like the hoodless is champion the t-shirts are creature comforts um they're is it creature comforts no i'm sorry comfort colors yeah the t-shirts are comfort colors Mm -hmm. uh higher quality brands so Mm -hmm. that when you buy one it's not just a gimmick that you get and you're like oh i supported the show it'll actually be something that will keep its design and and last for quite a while so yeah uh it justifies the price and if you don't if you don't own carl pulling merch are you really even a fan Fan. yeah you know that's a question you have to ask yourself so i also want people to know that the mask is indeed gucci um, it's it's actually the first partnership between Louis Vuitton, Gucci, and Satan. Yeah. Just kidding. They partner all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that brings us to my personal favorite segment. Yeah. No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Hunter's a virgin. I'm not ready for it. I, I Hunter's a virgin. My favorite segment of the show. Well, I told you last week just to know. Yeah, and so I did what it. I'm going to do now. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to vamp for about 30 seconds, and when I stop talking, you start talking. Okay. okay. Hunter's a virgin is a segment where Hunter, a the grandmother of all nerds and reader of the Silmarillion, tells us a fact about Lord of the Rings lore, a deep fact about Lord of the Rings lore. That no one else on planet Earth knows. Yeah. So now I've vamped enough. Hunter, take it away. Yeah. Uh, the first time Baron saw Lucy and she was dancing in a field. Okay. All right. Now I've got questions. Okay. Because um, I don't know either of those characters. Yeah. I do know vaguely what it means to dance and also what fields are. Yeah. Baron? B-E-R-E-N. All right. Who is... T- link him... As in as few jumps as you can to someone that I know. Uh, yeah, impossible. Sorry. Uh, super super old Middle Earth. Someone could probably do a better family line than that. Uh, Elrond. Yeah, Elrond works. Yeah. Okay. How is he related to Elrond? Uh, he's like Elrond's. 
I don't know, super grandfather or something. <laughs> super grandfather, so he's an elf. Uh, no, he's a man. Nice what? try, moron. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. For next, for next episode yeah. of Hunter is a Virgin, I want to know how Baron the Man created Elrond the Elf. Okay. Can you do that for me? Yeah, it's easy. This has been Hunters of Virgin. All right, and now moving over to our second can segment. It's Roadkill. It's a segment where Hunter tells me something that is sure to cause my brain to leak fluid. Hunter. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink says that he's dropping the term ESG because leaders like Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, I do that every time, have killed the brand. Ka-boom. Y'all. I mean, based? Based. The most based roadkill we've had in a while. Uh, um, that is super based. Like That is like the one of the largest financial players in the market coming out and saying, yeah, we kind of got owned. Yeah, exactly. Like, this doesn't work anymore. Um, you know, and a lot of this has to do with the fact that, one, Ron DeSantis talks about it, and two, the fact that he pulled the pensions, 401ks, whatever it was, of, like, Florida state employees out of BlackRock, right? They were with them pulled him out and so that's like two billion dollars so is that anything to blackrock no it's not really that much but two billion dollars is a lot and so you know that is causing uh them to rethink what they're doing what they promote do you just want to lose two billion dollars because you use a word you know is that is that really what you or an acronym rather you know is that is that really what you want and blackrock isn't into one thing buddy and that is money and the only reason they do this esg crap is because they think it's going to make them more money so that's important to remember. That is 100% correct. And also one of the reasons... I'm voting for DeSantis. That's um, beautiful. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, uh, very good. BlackRock admitting they got owned, that's hype. That's super hype. Mm-hmm. I wish I had more, like, young money, thug life sound clips to play over that, yeah. but... Yeah, Ron DeSantis actually making a difference. On the other hand, Donald Trump actively catching charges. So, and not charges like, because I totally agree with you about the Russia thing, okay? Shut up, okay? Charges that are like, hey, do you want to see some cool papers from the Pentagon? I'm not supposed to show them to you. (laughs) Dumb, so dumb, dumb. Shoot that dog. Just kidding. We're not the ATF. All right, Hunter, we have to talk for a minute about private internet access. Now, PIA is my favorite VPN. Have you ever used one before? Oh, yeah, they're great. Excellent. Jamie? My parents met on a VPN. Well, I'm not at all convinced that that's relevant, but let me tell you this. If you're online in the 21st century, you need a VPN. Why? As the amount of threats that exist on the internet increases and the amount of our data that's being stored online increases simultaneously, It's imperative that we do something to protect ourselves, protect our data as we surf the web. Now, VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. And what it does is it encrypts your data as it's going between your device, your machine, and the greater internet, preventing it from being intercepted by malicious actors and hackers and identity thieves, etc. So a VPN is non-negotiable in today's digital day and age. Now, PIA 
is my favorite because it's the world's most transparent VPN provider. They have over 30 million downloads and they never store user data. They have a strict no logs policy, which has actually been proven out multiple times in courts and by a third party audit from Deloitte. So they truly don't store your data. That's right, Chris. And what private internet access does is it hides your IP address and encrypts your internet connection. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that internet service providers and government sensors can't get at your data. If you're saying something that you don't want them to look at, even if it's just your business, there's no reason for those nefarious actors to have any view into your data or what you're doing on the internet. That's your data. Protect it. That's right. And private internet access also comes with loads of entertainment benefits. The VPN is compatible with all of your major streaming platforms. So you shouldn't experience any issues running Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming entertainment device you want to use. Plus, it's one of the few VPNs that supports P2P, that's peer-to-peer -peer file sharing. So this is a huge benefit for power users. Not only do you get the benefit of using any streaming service, you can also use it with any operating system. We're talking Windows, Mac OS, Android, Linux, iOS. Use different operating systems, not a problem. Have an Android phone and want to use it on your Mac? Not a problem. And what's even better than that, you can have an unlimited amount of devices use it at the same time. That's right. And Carpooling has the best deal for you today on PIA, on getting a VPN, securing your data. For just $2.03 a month, you can start protecting yourself online and your family online. That's 83% off the sticker price for private internet access. So act now. You get that great price plus four months free and you really have nothing to lose because private internet access offers a free 30-day money-back guarantee as well as 24-7 support so you are definitely going to either be pleased with the product or not be out a single dime but i know that you're going to love it you're going to want to keep it private internet access has a great vpn carpooling has a great deal for you support them support the show go to carlpooling.com slash pia right now to take advantage of this great deal again that's carlpooling.com slash pia snag a vpn protect yourself online support them support the show and we will really appreciate it all right let's get back to the episode i could spend a whole a whole show discussing how funny it is that you thought you were gonna drive us up to the bottom of the ocean using a PS2 DualShock. Yeah. But I think we're gonna have to go a different direction with it, Hunter. And actually, this isn't gonna be a big idea show. It's not gonna necessarily have like a super impactful message or takeaway for you, the listener, to take with you as you go about your life. But Possibly the biggest geopolitical move that's happened in my lifetime, aside from like 9 11, uh, the Abraham Accords, and. Or is it the David Accords this time? I, I always remembered it being the Abraham Accords. I don't know I where. It, maybe the David Accords is something else. There's Camp uh, David. Is that Camp, it? Camp Abraham Accords at Camp David. That's it. That's Thanks, it. Jared Kushner. Um, so many Jewish names. It just gets hard to, you know. Yeah. Uh, pretty soon we're going to be at like the Ruth and the Boaz Accords. Nice. And those ones, clothing optional. Um, oh, there's There would be nothing worse <laughs> than a bunch of dignitaries from America and the Middle East doing a topless, uh, topless signing summit. Yeah. Um, Not a now fan. I've implanted that into all of your brains. Uh, Joe so, Biden looks good. 
No, no, I, I doubt that <laughs> because I don't think he's flesh underneath. I think he's got like a liquid metal beating heart like the Terminator. Oh, now because I have how, that. How are they keeping him alive? You know what I'm saying? Uh, methamphetamines. Yeah, I was about to say, do you think he has a port for it? Yeah. Just like or so he doesn't have to rejab himself every time. He just got like the the amphetamine port. Of course. He can just juice all the time. We're not barbarians, Christopher. Of course he has a port. Uh, we're not <laughs> barbarians, okay? Listen, listen. It's not like we just cut people's genitals off without reforming one out of the flesh of their arm. We're not oh. savages. It's not like we don't make fake penises out of other body parts. We're Dude. not animals. Dude, all these people like going on and on about like how circumcision is bad for kids. <laughs> and like if you said, well, what if he's a woman? <laughs> like immediately, immediately what they if, die. What is a vaginoplasty if not just a very aggressive circumcision? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just one that got carried away. <laughs> there you, just, uh, you got to cutting and you kind of got, it's, it's, you got a little blood rage. How you know? It happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Um, sorry, I've been playing too much Diablo 4. Yeah. Uh, terrible game. All right. Uh, but like I was saying, we're just, we're dar- dashing and darting towards the destination here. Yeah. Um, this is one of the biggest geopolitical events that's happened in recent memory and even even in our lifetimes. I mean, there's very few that really stand up to it. Mm-hmm. And it is the Wagner revolt inside of Russia. Now, it looks at this point as if the steam has de-steamed a little bit and maybe some of the 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 different parties are settling into place and we have some resolutions which is fine but we just want to talk about it because it was truly a very interesting weekend and hunter i'm i'm a on a application that sometimes gets direct video and direct news from russia yeah and uh it's it's user generated so it sometimes avoids the state censors, although the funny thing is that there are state censors in it as well. So the, you kind of have trying to pick out what's from a real person and what is like, oh, it is me too, fellow children. Yeah. You know, I also love to scatboard. Yeah. yeah. You're like I, trying to play that game. But it, I saw some videos of fighting and it was pretty, it was pretty intense looking uh, with armor rolling around major cities and everything. But uh, anyhow... Uh, you can never know what's real with Russia. I mean, they've they've made yellow journalism. It's not even an art form now. It's it's a god tier mastercraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, is They're it? So, Winston Churchill said that Russia is a riddle wrapped in uh, mystery, uh, nestled in an enigma, which is. You got to love Churchill because, you know, that that's yeah. a quote right there. And then he said, all that is dipped in the emanation of a penumbra and deep fried <laughs> until golden brown. And that's how you make a turducken. That's right. A, a Russian disinfoturducken. Yeah. That's impossible to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Hunter, give us the basic timeline of events here and then let's dive into some of the interesting parts and as i recall this all kicked off friday night yeah 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 you're right at least our time right like that's one of the things that gets weird is like dates are kind of strange going from yeah and it's kind of like if you've got a different time like time zone than the foreign america mm, does it really matter not really 
Like, I don't care if it's dark outside. It's morning. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to kind of unpack what happened here. Um, you know, I, I find this stuff really interesting. Um, I took a lot of time when I discovered uh, MK Ultra and was just like, how have I never learned about this until I was 30 years old? Uh, that was, they don't want you to learn about it under the globalists. They've got a, a tight control. Right. And I, and I actually don't necessarily think it's that, although I think you could get that way with it. I think there's this strange thing that people believe that when corruption is presented to them, that the, uh, the powers that be have at least seen the corruption and now will root it out. And so we don't have to worry about it anymore. And so there's no needs, reason really to tell people about it. But Which, with in the case of like MK Ultra, most certainly did not happen. Most certainly did not. No, exactly. And I think that's the thing that's like crazy is because once you know about MK Ultra, and I'm sure you could go back throughout uh, American history, you can just continuously see um, patterns of it reoccurring. It's like, hey, the FBI is lying about Hunter Biden's laptop. It's like, well, well, no duh. No duh, they worked with the CIA to plant, you know, Russian disinformation rumors to social media companies. This is ex- this is textbook them. This is what these comp- this yeah. is what these organizations do. And I, honestly, that's a whole other show that we might have to get into yeah. maybe next week. We'll see. But like the the timeline that is now revealing itself about the Russian collusion hoax. Yeah. Now, as it combines with the Hunter and Joe Biden embezzlement cover up. Uh, it's just I'm still trying to parse through all the data, so I don't tell you guys something incorrect or stupid. But it looks it looks terrible. It looks awful, and it's the same game that the CIA and the FBI have been playing for ages. Mm. And like with MK Ultra, it's like, well, we shut down the program. All right, nothing to see here. It's right. like, well, what about the funding? And they're like, uh, it's on a different project. What's that project? It's classified. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> can't know right now. <laughs> yeah. And I guess just to say real quick with MK Ultra is, is it was literally the funding of drugging U.S. civilians to see if they could create a mind control drug. Like that's, that's it in a nutshell um, to benefit the Cold War. Okay. Were we successful? Who can say? Who? But, no. but do you, are you under the influence right now? Who knows? But they, of MK Ultra? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, but and I put a story like what we're looking at today in kind of that bucket, which is like the political intrigue, the political background to everything that's going on in these wild, gigantic governments that make up our world, and we get a picture into the back curtain. We get to see the man operating the levers for Dr. Oz for a moment. And I feel like today is one of those stories. Now, it's not necessarily corruption uh, like we would think about in the United States where it was uh, U.S. government agencies working against the people themselves. This is like corruption that Russia was using against other players. Uh, That's essentially what the uh, Wagner group is. Um, So let's let's give a little context here, which is just useful. the Wagner Group is a paramilitary outfit, and it's headed by Yevgeny Prigozhin. I probably ruined all of that pronunciation, but I do not... I Well, I should say that I don't necessarily trust the English, and it's hard to pronounce, so we'll see what we can do. Better but, than most of your English, honestly. That's great. <laughs> Go that's, in. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, and so... Um, uh, 
Prigozhin had basically had said that Russia was attempting to conscript his private army into the Russian army itself. Um, they kind of sent a contract out to people within his group, and he thought that was pretty much non-negotiable. Uh, that was kind of like early June. Then, uh, after that kind of blew up and people got furious about that, Russia, in an attempt to bomb Ukrainian outposts, hit the Wagner company. Um, they essentially hit them with missiles and the like. And this really, really got under Prigozhin's skin. You're trying to take away my army, which is this thing that I run for you, that I do this great job, and I fight Russia's, Russians' battles. It helps your PR campaigns. We do the dirty stuff that you guys don't want. We aren't official casualties on the Russian side. All these things. And now you're going to shoot my own men in the back so that you can kill more Ukrainians. Is that is that really what's happening? And the defense minister was like, you know, say la vie. You know, it's like that's your job. Go and die, essentially. And so Wagner yeah. – and so the Wagner – Go ahead. Let, let me just say right here yeah. that like, because a lot of people are painting like the this conflict in a, in some interesting ways. It's not like the Wagner Group are the good guys. I just want to no. be super clear about that. Yeah, they're the ones who are like kill Ukrainians. Do you have enough rubles? Yes. <laughs> you know, like they're not a a nice bunch of boys just because they're fighting Vladimir Putin. But like that's that's the climate over in Russia right now, and it's also. You know, something that we've said before when we're discussing the Russia-Ukraine conflict, it's mm -hmm. like, just if you if you get rid of Putin, that doesn't necessarily mean that what fills the vacuum is better than what left it. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, the Wagner Group is exactly that kind of entity. Like, yes, do you have a psychopath dictator leading a giant country? Sure, but is that better than a psychopath murdering mercenary yeah it's like it's six you know who can say so anyhow as you were saying hunter this is actually a great time to talk a little bit more about pregosian i think um in 1981 he was actually arrested and convicted in jail for around a decade for assault robbery and fraud so that's this guy that's his mode of operation that's his moral compass if you will and he gets out around 1990 christopher and what does he do? I don't, I don't know. He starts selling hot dogs on the street. Okay, you know what? Because <laughs> when you look at a picture of this guy, first of all, I want to <laughs> ground the audience here a little bit. Yeah, He's very bald. Like, some people are bald, and by that you mean they don't have any hair on top of their head. But this guy is bald, like, with the little the little elf ears from, mm -hmm. from Harry Potter. And just a big, lumpy, uneven dome. He's like, he's he's pure bald, distilled into a serum and injected into a human form. So know that about him. And also, when you look at him and you think, like, just pull up his picture right now if you if you can find one, and then just go, and you will psychosomatically smell hot dog. Yes. Um, it's yes. just the, it's the aesthetic this guy has. Yeah. So I'm glad you told me that because it makes perfect sense for yep. this guy. Yep. And so you know who he looks like a little bit. He looks like the guy who is um, Saul Goodman's hitman in Breaking Bad. Oh yeah, he does a yeah. little bit that same kind of build. I have a feeling that Saul Goodman's hitman is taller though. But yes, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's the aesthetic. Mm -hmm. But less. Less grandpa, more hot dog. Yes. 
Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so, now, while he's selling these hot dogs, Christopher, who does he run into? Vladimir Zelensky. Yeah, he... <laughs> not quite. Okay, all right. Well, I thought it was worth a shot. He meets a low-level operative, or uh, not operative, but member of the Russian government, Vladimir Putin. And you can see where this story begins. So, Vladimir begins hiring his catering company, Concord Catering, bringing him into the fold. They develop this relationship. And suddenly, uh, Putin starts to use his catering business as a money laundering front, right? And so continues to just give him billions and billions of state contracts. And continue- he's a very expensive hot dog. He was $100,000 with relish include. Yeah, exactly. And so Prigozhin is just amassing this money, and in, he's kind of going to – and this is like how Putin operates, right? He gets his yeah. buddies. He gets them in positions. He gives them money, and they create, and then they are loyal to him, right? So, well, And this is another important thing to understand about right. Russia. This is not like Google trying to take over the U.S. government. This is more right. like an arm of the U.S. government trying to take over the U.S. government. That would be a much closer analog. Yeah. These people are it's it's like Connor was pointing out, it's it's very convenient for Russia to say we didn't kill those people, the Wagner group exactly. did. Or we didn't invade the that was the Wagner group. Or we didn't suffer massive casualties, the Wagner group did. But it's funded and supported by Russia. So it's it's a distinction with without a massive difference although there yeah. is a little bit yeah no exactly right and so wagner goes or Prigozhin goes to putin and basically says dude i can't hide this money like i can't do it and so they come up with a scheme and he starts the wagner uh corporation the wagner company right this private paramilitary group and so when that occurs he starts getting a couple of guys but then with just the influx of cash, it skyrockets. And so really what Russia has done is they've used the Wagner to do unspeakable acts in other countries. And then the resources that the Wagner group gets, they send back to Russia. So that's how the relationship works. Prigozhin has been getting paid off by Putin in tons of billions of dollars. And at the same time, is taking resources he takes from other countries and giving it back to Putin while also carrying out um, political hits and things like that. Christopher, this is insane. They are in South America. They're in Africa. They're in the Middle East. They're in Asia. They're in Europe. They fought against the United States in Syria. Now, they died instantly, but they did. So the Wagner Corporation, who you didn't know about until this weekend... They is... died instantly the next yeah. day. That's that's great. Yeah. That, no, seriously, there was like four hours. with When they met the Wagner Corporation, the U.S. military had just decimated them. But... They're 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 a real threat on the global uh, uh, stage. In fact, they have sixty four companies that are linked to Wagner. I mean, they, they're they're no joke. They're no slouch, and they're doing horrible things. If you can think of it, they're doing it. Like, give us one example. Uh, it's it's the bad one. It's the bad the one. The bad one, like the very, the very bad, bad one. one. That's classic Russia, though. Yeah, it is. So I mean, like a terrible, it's terrible. It's just more group. fun when it's happening to Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That's a take. It's hard That's to. A, this is only deep cuts for our World War II historians, right? 
So but when Russia pushed into into Germany, mm. um, and and some of some Russians actually pushed north from Africa into Germany, some detachments with the Americans. Yeah, and you want to read some stuff that you will never be able to scrub from your mind. Read some of the stories about American captains talking about working with um, Russians and Mongol, which is yep. is modern day Russia. Yeah, Mongol forces running through mainland Europe and Germany. Um, Good Lord, have mercy. Yeah. They are, they're a wild bunch out there. Different breed for sure. Um, so anyway, you kind of brought up who this man was. And I think you never knew who this guy was, but this is the history that's led to the events of what happened this past weekend, right? 30 years between when he shook Vladimir Putin's hand and handed him a hot dog. And now he's a military mastermind <laughs> with a company of 25,000 men marching on the Capitol, right? So, once this missile hits his troops in Ukrainian lines, he says, you know what? Enough is enough. He gets on the horn on Telegram, and he starts telling people, you know what? What Vladimir Putin has done is reprehensible. What this government, the defense minister has done is reprehensible. They've gotten into this war for their pride and their greed. It has nothing to do with Ukraine and trying to root out fascists there. It's all for them. And... He also said it had nothing to do with returning uh, Russian expats to the bosom of the motherland. So he basically can completely undercut the whole Crimea and uh, oh, what's that region called? Um, oh man, um, it's not Donetsk? Donbass. Donetsk region. Yeah, okay. Don- it was Donbass and Donetsk, I guess. Okay. Um, region that was like this is the stupidest term, but but uh, they said they were they were genetically russian or 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 what was it um it had something to do with their their dna and that they were related to russia like they were ethnically russian that's what people were saying that they were ethnically russian i was like right that doesn't make any sense because these people that these people have been going back and forth between these countries for i don't know a hundred years like that 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 doesn't track Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah he basically said that this has nothing to do with with any of the cause du jour that Putin has fabricated to facilitate the the invasion of Ukraine, he actually pinned it on certain different things that all basically equated to somebody wanted a, a story to tell at home, someone wanted a boost in the ratings, somebody wanted a story to tell. And that's why Putin has invaded Russia. And specifically, he targeted Sergei Shogu, or mm-hmm. Shoigu, who is the minister of defense, which I don't, I, I reject that term as far as it is used in Russia. He is the minister of war in Russia. Hmm. And he uh, basically said that he would end him. And now, Hunter, I want to talk about one interesting aspect of this right here. Please, yeah. Because like you were, like you were mentioning, there was a couple of months ago uh, at this rift that started to develop between Sergei and um and Prigozhin mm-hmm. because Sergei and the defense ministry was was trying to siphon off members of his private army into the Russian national army yep. right so yep. there was already this rift kind of developing then you have a situation that Putin's been in a million times which is where he props up an individual and gives them power and gives them resources. And he goes, 
that poppy is getting pretty tall. Maybe that poppy should be cut down, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you have missiles. And, and also, Sergei did not pretend like these missiles weren't intended for the Wagner group. He yeah. didn't say like, whoops, we misfired. It was basically like, hey, you guys go engage Ukrainian forces and then effectively mortared his own team yep. in a suicide mission. And when he was confronted about it, he was just kind of like, well, happens, happens. But you are a mercenary. I pay you, you do the fighting. You know, it's like mm-hmm. super, super sneaky. So a couple of things that, I ju- that just flew through my mind were, one, how intentional do we actually think that this was? Like, sure, Ukrainians might have been the primary targets, but was the Wagner group getting shelled? just an added bonus mm. and how far up the chain does it go is this something that sergey might have said you know hey vlad should we should we take a stab here while we've got the opportunity was this a was this a warning coming from putin because that is absolutely in his playbook mm. and in his range so i don't know what are your thoughts on those those intricacies yeah i mean it it's one of those things where it do, it wouldn't surprise me if it was that direction or bent at all and it wouldn't surprise me if it was something completely different i mean it's one of the things that fascinated that's fascinating about this story is it it becomes so conspiratorial because it's so difficult to get news and accurate news out of russia and that's because of the way these people operate and it's because like they're willing to do what you just described they're willing to um have you know the interpol inter-party politics go against each other you know someone who wasn't as full of hot dogs you know may have calmed down when their troops got hit he'd been like oh this is a message right but that's not but that's not how wagner played at all wagner took it a step up and maybe it's because he's kind of pissed about how the past how the war's been going he's not happy with the direction of it at all maybe it's because he see his powers trying to be siphoned away and it's like well Listen here, buddy, you know, get your team to play on our side or guess what? We're going to start killing them. You know, it's like it, it could go so many different ways there and it but it makes perfect sense. And it's just like maybe Wagner saw an opportunity to take the head off the snake. You know, maybe Wagner saw a chance for him to run the country. You know, that wouldn't be the first time for Russia either. Right. So. Oh, certainly not. Yeah. yeah. So so that's I, I find that to be really interesting. It It does seem to me that it was it, it would make more sense to me if this was a message mm-hmm. whether it was a, a hey i still own you mm-hmm. uh, because this is what putin does right he he brings people up with him he props people up and he uses them and he is is very he makes very clear that they work for him and not the other way around you know what i'm saying so yes I, it would make sense if that was a component of it now whether it was just purely sergey shoigu going out on his own and doing doing you know minister of war things and and getting his pride hurt when he got uh dressed down by prigozhin and now he's he's back and and stabbing him back and and annoying him back it's hard to say Mm. what i don't think anybody expected the outcome to be though was for wagner to turn around and go you know what if that's what you want to do First of all, I'll go on air and blast you for all the decisions that you've made in Ukraine over the past 12 months. Mm. And secondly, 
I'm marching to Moscow with my entire private army. Yeah. Which is precisely what he did. Yeah. And that that was really what changed this from, you know, typical Russian high-level politics disappearings and, and murders, etc., into, oh, we have a real a real interesting story on our hands. And, like I mentioned earlier, because this is not an entity that is isolated corporately from the Russian government, there was – this smacked m- – almost of a, as a coup d'etat. I mean, this is like a branch of the military coming uh, to march on Washington. That's mm, a, mm-hmm. That is a closer analog to what is actually happening here. Mm. So all of a sudden, Friday night, when, when Prigozhin dropped this message, everything got super, super interesting. And, you know, I started, I started kind of scanning the, the videos coming out of Russia and it was, it was pretty wild. So, the Russian national forces deploy troops to the streets in Moscow as well as armor. And, you know, it's it's very hard to tell what is real and what is propaganda. But I, be- I saw what I believe to be some civilian shot footage of armor rolling down through the streets of Moscow, which is, is kind of wild. Yeah. And I also saw some images that looked like conflict, although... I can't I can't say for certain where or what I was looking at um, in, in any in any way, although the claims were being made that this was happening in and around Moscow. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's kind of insane, Chris, because let's say, you know, we decided that our private army was going to drive up to Washington, D.C., and let's say it was going to take us 12 hours to make that drive. And we had 25,000 men ready to do that. Um, we wouldn't make it an hour down the road. We might be lucky to get 15 minutes, especially if we got on social media and told everyone exactly what we were doing. We're coming to kill the government. Right. Yeah, it would work the, out. And the thing- also, that's going to get clipped. They're going to play that at my arraignment. Oh, okay. Fair, fair. Uh, well, you deserve it. I mean, you did say it, so. You I, know. Yeah, I, I have it coming now. That's right. So the thing that's crazy is not only does Wagner drive 12 hours to Moscow in an attempt to take it over, he actually captures buildings. He goes to Rostov, which is a, another city near the south, and captures uh some headquarters there, some military headquarters there, and continues on his way. You see his men, like, encircling a building and things like that and going inside. I mean, it looks really, like, professional. And then all of a sudden, they're on the road again, and they're going to Moscow, and they're trying to catch up. Was that real? Did that actually happen? It's hard to tell. But we have some footage of that, and we have some, you know, reporting saying as much. And this is the part that just blows my mind. You're going to go cut the head off the snake, Chris, right? And you're 100 miles out from cutting the head off the snake. How do you stop and not go all the way? Um, I, don't, I don't know. And, and also, uh, let me read some actual quotes from Prigozhin here. Yeah. Because it's it, he shared this on Telegram uh, discussing this happened after Russia launched an attack on his own soldiers. Just listen to the intensity in this message. I'm going to read a couple a couple quotes. 
The war was needed so that a handful of scumbags could have a blast and get PR attention showing how strong the army is. The war was needed not in order to return the Russian citizens to our bosom and not in order to, quote, demilitarize and denazify Ukraine. He said that um, he and 25,000 men were going to, quote, figure out why chaos is happening in the country. This is a direct quote. The evil that the military leadership of the country brings forward must be stopped. They have forgotten the word justice, and we will return it. Anyone attempting resistance will be considered a threat and immediately destroyed. This includes all the checkpoints on our path and any aircraft above our heads. Um, and then after discussing the, the attack that was meant, in his opinion, to weaken his army and destroy his, his, private, his private military force, he said, But seeing that we are unbroken, they launched missile strikes on our rear bases. An enormous amount of our combat comrades have died. We will decide how to respond to this crime. The next step is ours. Uh, like, kind of bone-chilling stuff from yeah. the Wagner group. And they're, they're marching towards Moscow. They take Rostov. Pretty much entirely take Rostov. Mm-hmm. Um, they captured the military, the, the Ministry of Defense, sick war buildings there. And then they stop. And they make a, they make a deal. Yeah. This is so weird to me. I don't know what to make of this. Yeah, it's... it's, I I don't even know if this is true. Well, there's that aspect to it. And, you know, the the story is right now that he got a call from the president of Belarus. And on behalf of Putin, he was able to negotiate this peace between Prigozhin and Putin. And... We here's the other thing. We don't really know the terms. The terms essentially are this, that the Wagner group is completely pardoned. Prigozhin has to leave the country, but no one will pursue him. His criminal case that was brought up is going to be just taken out. It's no, Nothing's going to be done about it. It's been excused. Um, here's something we don't know. Does he get to keep Rostov? Right? Is that still under Wagner control? Uh, it's not clear from what's happened so far. If that's a part of the deal. Was there a payout? Did Putin promise him money? Is that what caused him to leave? Is there something more to this? Is this a ploy to get inside Belarus in some sense with Prigozhin to do some nonsense there? Who knows? Your guess is as good as the next guy because it makes no sense when you have your hands around the snake that you turn around. Now, maybe uh, the president of Belarus said, hey, you need to know something. All the armor that you haven't seen on your way up here, everybody giving you fist bumps and people that like you, everybody that hates you is going to make every mile you drive for the next 100 miles impossible. Putin has guns. He has troops. He's got hundreds of thousands of men in the streets. Who knows what that conversation was look like? It's like, you need to leave. Putin doesn't want the PR disaster of him shooting Russians. And here's the deal. Here's, you know, $40 million. You get to go live the rest of your life in Belarus. I'm making this up from the top of my head. I have no idea what that conversation was, but right. it's insane that it happened. It's crazy yeah. to me. Well, let let me just add to the insanity yeah. and the intrigue of this. So it wasn't just some people in the Russian government, like some oligarchs or something, drafted up a list of crimes that uh, that Wagner had committed. No, the FSB issued a warrant for his arrest Mm. and if you're not familiar with the fsb 
they're a rebrand of another group, an older group yeah. known as the KGB that you might be more familiar with. This is not, hey, you did a bad thing and we're condemning this. This is this this is the secret police are allowed to take you in and kill you, basically. That is really what this is. It's an arrest warrant from the KGB is, mm-hmm. is tantamount to a death warrant as far as I'm concerned. And so now that we've quoted Prigozhin, let me quote Vladimir Putin. Now, Putin described this entire event as a mutiny and a stab in the back. So remember that these were old hot dog buddies, right? right? And so Prigozhin calls him a scumbag. And then Vladimir Putin says... And, and this is a direct quote from Putin. All those who prepared the rebellion will suffer inevitable punishment. The armed forces and other government agencies have received the necessary orders. So it's weird that on, what was this, Saturday? That on Saturday we go from the KGB is looking for you and you will suffer inevitable punishment for this mutiny and this anarchy. Mm-hmm. And that changed to okay have fun in belarus and mm. and remember belarus is a russian asset they're, they're effectively a russian cutout at this point ever since belarus was taken over by russia they've effectively had russian leadership installed in the country that is in my opinion and many others an extension of the will of putin mm. and that's where prigozhin is going so doesn't seem safe yeah, I don't know about that. It really yeah. doesn't seem safe. And a bunch of the top Intel community officials in America are basically saying the same thing. I think it was uh what was the that guy's name? Um uh it starts with a P. Petraeus. Petraeus. Petraeus <laughs> had a quote that basically said something like he should be careful near open windows. I was yeah. like, yeah. That's a guy who knows a thing or two about how Russia operates. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's so strange. And and here's the here's the last weird wrinkle in this as far as I can am concerned. Apparently, according to the chairman of House Intelligence Committee here in America, mm-hmm. Prigozhin had accomplices inside of Russia and potentially even inside the Kremlin. Um so, you know, there's people that are saying this is anarchy, this is this is, you know, rogue forces no this has a lot more of the flavor of a coup d'etat yeah and and the fact that he he already had assets in moscow within hours and then potentially had friends in the kremlin according to the house intelligence committee that it it makes this whole story even stranger it makes me know even less i think about where he is and what he's doing now and also, also, you know, we were talking about the conspiratorial aspect between Putin and Sergei. Um, how long has has this been being planned? I mean, yeah. was this was this uh, move that Prigozhin's been considering with other leaders of the Russian government for a while? And and you know, Putin is not at an all time high right now as far mm. as his his favorability. Approval. Yeah, and is not his approval by the people because, of course, that never mattered in Russia. Yeah. but his approval from the other oligarchs. You know? Right, right. He's getting his backside handed to him in a third-rate wheat farming country, and he is getting old. He's a lot of people think he's about to die. This would be a time for people that were interested in swooping in to swoop. Mm. This is prime swooping time. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a good question. Is like, 
you know, who who swoops? Is it the next person that gets democratically elected? It's like, oh, you poor sweet child. You know, I don't like, answer the door, Skyler. I am the one who swoops. <laughs> that How? scene would not have been as good. Yeah, you know, uh, that show, like, again and again and again, Skyler gets rated to be the worst character in that show. I, I I honestly think, and people are like, how can Breaking Bad fans just be so cruel like that? It's like, you don't understand. The whole point of Breaking Bad is showing how charismatic people turn out horrible. Like, that, that is what Breaking Bad is about to some extent. And it's about... Except and, for Jesse. Well, yeah. Well, he's not necessarily... He, he's charismatic in the sense that it's like you feel bad that he just is a moron. Right. right. Like, right. you're like... But wow. Skyler is everybody's foil. Right, exactly. Right. She yeah. is the good person, right? Who is like in the legal sense, who is a terrible person. Right? That she's the foil to everything. And that's why it's she's such a great character and she's like anyway, maybe this isn't the time for that, but um I agree here's the thing that I think that's also here's the one thing you can walk away from this and know certainly, I think. Unless this is the greatest like psyop for some reason we just can't quite understand. Right. We're all thinking and talking about Russia there. We've got focus on this Wagner group is, you know, is there is there some bigger ploy here? Is there some misinformation that Russia is attempting to do? Was this, you know, to make us look at the right hand while the left hand, you know, jabs us in the kidneys? What's going on? If it's none of that, and I don't believe it is, I think that would be quite the head fake, if you will. Russia is extremely weak. The fact that somebody could be at the border to Moscow in 12 hours and pick up Rostov on the way shows how weak this regime is right now. If you think back to it a couple of years ago, we were all kind of terrified of what Russia was. Then they decided to go knock down the, the door in Ukraine and they've realized that that was a bad idea. And it's so bad that their paramilitary group, this these people that they trust to do their dirty work around the globe are now breathing down their necks. That's how messed up it's become. 25,000 of them. Right, exactly. That's a that's that's a pretty sizable standing army. Yeah. So, yeah. So, if you're Putin right now, you're Putin. <laughs> okay. And that's how I want to end the show. Please well, let me end the show like that. <laughs> all right, I'll give it to you. It's the least profound ending to the show. Listen, guys, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play Store. We're on Spotify. We're at Amazon Podcasts. Listen and tell your friends to listen. There's no referral like a Carl Pooling referral. And the friend that you share the show with, um, maybe they're a potential romantic partner for you. Well, after an hour or so spent listening to the sultry tones that only Hunter and I can waft, they will certainly feel indebted to you and be prepared to move your relationship directly to marriage where it belongs. So consider telling your friends about Carl Pulling. Go buy some merch. Check out our sponsors. Uh, we've got links down in the in the description of this episode. Check those out. And also go to carlpulling.com where you can look at our affiliates links there and uh, get yourself some we've got some other sponsors that maybe we haven't talked about on the show yet so go check all of those things out post haste and support the show and leave us a review and also i as i mentioned last week we are considering doing a questions show so 
I am asking all of you within the sound of my voice to send us a question that you would like Hunter and I to research and discuss and answer. We would love to have some interaction on that front with all of you. And thanks to those of you who already have sent in questions. It is very much appreciated. So, without further ado, and that wasn't a follow-up to Hunter's Putin Putin joke. <laughs> Just get tested. <laughs> <laughs>